powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Y'all ready for the word? Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. It's on the screen. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Mobile app, and that's how I listen to the word. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So, God, we invite you in. Speak to us, God. 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 I rebuke hindrances in our sight, hindrances in our hearing. Luke 8, 18, take heed to how you hear. Father, we declare that we hear right so we can do right. We declare that we hear right so that we can do right. We declare that we hear right so that we can do right. We declare that we hear right so that we can do right. We declare that we hear right, you'll catch it, so we can do right. If you'll fix our hearing, then it'll change our doing. If you'll fix our hearing, then it'll change our doing. Somebody lay your hands on yourself. Say, Lord, I hear right so I can do right because my next 12 will be my best 12. I'm hearing right in my now so I'll be prepared for my next in Jesus' name. Come on, 915, give God one more great big praise before we go to work. I said big praise, y'all. Bef- Hallelujah. You can grab a seat. Let's go to work. So our series is Seize a Bad Man Pajama. With what? Lessons from some ladies of the Bible. And today, I've been introducing you to some amazing women like Hannah and Deborah and J.L. And today, I want to introduce you. You ready? To the Mean Girls. The Mean Girls, there's this movie that came out years ago about the Mean Girls. It was about these cheerleaders and these other girls and all of that. I didn't see the movie. I read the summary. And basically, the Mean Girls, the Mean Girls were these girls that every time they came around, they came with drama. They came with issues. They came with problems. Every time you thought you looked cute, the mean girls would come to try to tear you down. And for some of you, I'm here to tell you, there's some mean men, some mean girls, some mean people. That every time you try to make progress, here they come with their drama. Here they come with their issues. Here they come with their problems. But I'm here to tell you that yesterday was the last day that's happening in your life. 
Bishop, how do you know that? I just finished 21 days of fasting and prayer. And the Bible said in Matthew 17, 21, this kind comes out through fasting and prayer. I need you to act like the mean girls just got their eviction papers last. Every time you try to make progress, every time you try to move forward, and mean girls doesn't mean they're mean. It just means they impede your movement. Shut up. It doesn't mean that they are mean. It means they, imped um, they are impediments to your movement. And so the Bible shows us, listen, guys, not just what to be. We look at people in the Bible, and we see examples of what to be. So we looked at Deborah. That tells us what to be. We looked at Hannah. That tells us what to be. We looked at Jael. That tells us what to be. But guess what? It also tells us what not to be. There are certain people that are in the Bible that are examples to say, don't you act like her. Don't you act like him. Because if you repeat their uh, mistakes, their failures, their iniquity, their transgression, you will end up being just like them. So some people in the Bible are an example. Others are a warning. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. So I want to watch me. In today's message, you're going to see some traits in others when I introduce today's mean girl. And you're also going to see some traits of yourself. So when you hear this today, I need you to be like on the surgery table and just let God do what he's going to do. I need you to act like you're not too proud to say, God, I know I still got some growing to do. Here it is. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. But guess what? I'm not afraid of surgery. I'm not afraid of laying out on the table and saying, God, work on me. God, change my mind. God, change my speech. God, change how I see it. God, change how I walk. God, change how I talk. Somebody say, Lord, do surgery on me. Now, this is important because sometimes when we listen to messages, we are only listening for the purposes of using it against someone else. When change starts at home. What's your first home? Your body. The scripture says that our body is literally, it is the home for our spirit. See, you are a spirit. That's your subconscious mind. You have a soul. That's your conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, and we live in a physical body. So this is regarded as your house. Question, how's your house? Is your house dirty? Does your house have laundry that you were supposed to do last week? You'll catch it in a minute because it's easy to look at your natural house and make change. But what about your spiritual house? Because sometimes there are things in you that listen, just like you ever, you ever, you ever had people come to your house and they come to your house, your house wasn't ready. Y'all are looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, for my digital family, have you ever had somebody show up to your house and they told you they're going to be there at 945 and you literally took that to me at 945. They got there at 930. And when they got there at 9.30, your house wasn't ready. So you let them in. I remember one time going over to somebody's house. And we went. And, and listen, they, she couldn't have known. I know because it, it was a relative in Memphis. And we got there. And when we got there, she in her bathrobe. And I said, now, how she, now she knew. She don't look prepared at all. We walk into the house. Her house is a mess. It wasn't even hot. It was, it was, it, it, it's just a mess. It's a mess. I mean, stuff was everywhere. And look what she said. Excuse the house. Now, you don't know what I'm talking about, so it don't matter. Excuse that. Take this out. In other words, something just showed up, but I wasn't ready because my house wasn't clean. Let me see if I can make that make sense for you. There's things God's about to put in front of you, but if you're... 
if your house is not clean and in order and ready, you're going to put a hold where God was trying to push play. And I need for everybody to say, Lord, work on me today. Work on we just finished 21 days of fasting and prayer. Why? So we could decrease, so he would increase. So we would drop our will to pick up his will. So we could clean our house. So when he shows up and knocks on the door, we can say, come on in. I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. But you can't go if your house is dirty. So since your body is the house of your spirit and your soul, I want to introduce you Watch me to somebody, but, but check this out. Realize this, church. God reveals to us so he can heal us. Let me say it, it on the screen. It says God reveals so he can heal. Let me say it if I can say it this way. God reveals us to us so he can heal us. Because you wouldn't, there are certain areas you don't even know you need healing until God puts the light on it. You ever felt good? Listen, you ever, I had a paper cut today. You ever, you ever felt good and thought it was good until a little air hit it? And when a little air hits your cut, you a little water hits your cut. Y'all look at me. You put that sanitizer on, a little sanitizer hit that cut, and you like. There are certain areas we don't even know we need to be healed because we're so used to being strong, we learn how to walk with a broken leg. Mm. We learn how to live with broken parts of our lives so much so that we've learned how to make up for the fact that I can't do this and I make up for it over here. And on one side, that's a blessing, but on the other side, he needs you to show him this so he can heal that. I need everybody in this building and everybody online to lift your hands for three seconds and say, Lord, reveal to heal. Reveal, reveal. Show me what's in me that needs to change. Show me what's in me that needs to be different. Reveal to heal. Reveal to heal. You ready? So here we go. Today's mean girl. Here she go. Here she go, Jezebel. Now, this is an easy word for you to be like, yep, let me share this one. And by the way, I need everybody to like this video. Tell me where you're watching from and share. This is going to be easy for you to see in other people. My challenge for us all is to be able to see ourselves inside of somebody that we don't like. Now, spirits do not have sex. They're not male nor female because it is a subconscious mind. It is a thought process and thought pattern. So, fellas, don't think, well, Bishop, you're talking about Jezebel. That couldn't possibly be. Oh, no, you, you, you're just Jezzy. Yeezy. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. My God, maybe that was prophetic. Listen. Jezebel marries this guy named King Ahab. Everybody say Ahab. Ahab was a very, everybody listen, he was a weak, passive man. Jezebel marries him, and I want to show you this. I want to show you this because many people, everybody listen, many people, you are literally drawn to people, and you'll say this, opposites attract. There are certain areas, however, where, listen, where the opposite is used to extract. What do you mean by that? It's trying to draw something out of you that needs to be healed since you were a little boy or since you were a little girl. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. For some of you, some of the people you've connected with through your life, God used them. You were attracted to them, but God used them to extract something out of you so he could show it to you in order to heal you.
Let me show you. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 4, NIV, it says, while Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets. So what's the first thing that this spirit of Jezebel does? You ready? It attacks spiritual leadership. How you know you got a Jezzy on the inside of you or around you is that they, watch me, they use their tongue to criticize what they could never do. Some of y'all are quiet, which means I evidently didn't already peek that thing. I thought I was going to. The spirit of Jezebel, by its nature, attacks spiritual leadership. Her job is to kill off the prophets. What does that mean? To silence God's voice. Her job is to watch me. I know what your pastor said, but I know what you're doing over at that church, but you're dealing with a Jezebel whose her job is to kill God's voice in your life. So then that way she can isolate you and then take you down. I need you to learn how to shut up everybody that attacks the leadership that got you out of suicide, got you out of debt. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I need you to learn how to shut down every hater that comes here. How you going to talk about the man that got me through the worst time of my life? How you going to put your mouth up? And I need you not to even be mad at them. It's a spirit in them. It's just, And watch me, watch me. The Holy Ghost is about to make it manifest in this room. Y'all ain't saying nothing. If you see somebody's face begin to contort, they got that spirit. Online. Listen, check this out. Her job, I need you not even to take it personal. Her job is to assassinate God's leadership in your life. So because, watch me, because they've never seen you be loyal to anything. Now that you're loyal to church and putting God first, they have to try to kill the prophet. Oh, but I'm going to tell you, baby, you got the wrong prophet today. You got the wrong one today. If you come over here, you, you may walk over, but you're going to limp back. Her job is to attack spiritual leadership and not just the set man. So let's just make it practical. Me, but to attack those that have been put in place. Right? To attack, to attack the order. To attack the structure. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. To attack the system. And what's amazing to me is if you pay attention to Jezebel and what she attacks, you have to be careful because she has the position of being the queen. Which means that Jezebel will always look like something they're not. And you got to be careful that you're not listening to somebody God's about to shut out and shut down. Because she only held a position for a couple of years. Because God says, Ahab, I need to draw something out of you. Elijah, I need to draw something out of you. But Jezebel, she's about to go down. You better be careful that you don't listen to her because she makes $2 more per hour than you. You're going to let a $2 trick, tr trick you? I, I wish I would. I wish a ninja would. Her job is to attack spiritual leadership. She critiques something she doesn't understand. She'll listen to a word and try to criticize a man. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And try to critique it to try to tear it down. And you got to know, listen, you better shut your mouth. Because what you don't get to do is impact the voice that God uses to speak to me. This ain't just something I'm saying because I'm your pastor. I'm the same way about my current pastor and my late bishop before he died. If you put your mouth on him, I would stop. You better pick your teeth up off the ground. 
Because you weren't there when that voice kept me from committing suicide. You weren't there when that voice kept me from giving up. You weren't there when that voice kept me from throwing in the towel. So since you don't know how that voice has blessed me, I dare you put your mouth against that voice. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Verse 17, let's go. When he, Ahab, saw Elijah, what's Elijah? Elijah is the leader of this movement called the Sons of the Prophets. Every other contemporary prophet of the day had the school of the prophets. They taught people how to do things. Elijah was the first that had the Sons of the Prophets. He taught people how to be. You missed it. A father teaches identity, which is who you are. A teacher reveals tasks, which is what you can do. So Elijah was another breed of a leader they'd never seen before. <laughs> he wasn't trying to be like nobody else because he wasn't supposed to do what anybody else did. Let this be a revelation for you. For many of you, what you're doing, you're the original of that. I need you to stop comparing yourself to, well, look at how she did it. Look at how I did it. You're not supposed to repeat anything that's been done. You're going to be like Elijah. You're going to be the first to do it. That's why you feel so confused. Who am I talking to? Because there's no blueprint for what you're trying to do. There's no layout for what you're trying to do. There's no 12 steps to what you're trying to do. You're literally creating the steps as you take them. When he, Ahab, saw Elijah, Elijah is the prophet, he's the man of God, he said to him, now, who's Ahab? The king. Who's he married to? This trick. If you're offended by that, I need you to get over that. All right? Because tricks play tricks. That's why I call her a trick. Because tricks are tricky. And tricks, what did we learn from the cereal commercial? They're for kids. You too grown to have some tricks in your life. It's some people you need to say, I apologize for playing this game with you. I don't even know why I even acted like I enjoyed talking to you because I'm the one that does all the talking on the phone anyhow. You don't even bring no value to me. Then Ahab saw Elijah. He said to him, look, is this you, O troubler of Israel? Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Here's, watch me. Here's what this spirit of Jezebel will get people to do, to gaslight. I taught on this earlier this year. What does it mean to gaslight? What they do, they will say you do. And have you questioning your own sanity. Here's a gaslighter. Everybody can see the color of this is rose gold, right? Here's a gaslighter. Here's what they will say. Listen, um, um, and this is mine, by the way. Okay? What a gaslighter will do is a gaslighter will say, you have my rose gold laptop. You say, no, you don't. You say, yes, you do. You took it, and everybody knows it's, it's a conspiracy, and you painted it, and you took mine. Now, you know you didn't do that, but here's what a gaslighter will do, because they're tricks, right? So what a gaslighter will do is now you're sitting up thinking, well, did I take it? D did I do that? And you'll call yourself being a good Christian when really you're in the midst of demonic attack. Because you're trying to, did I actually do that? Check this out. Uh, look, look back at the verse. He, verse 17. He saw Elijah and said to him, is that you, O troubler of Israel? But, but check this out. Elijah replied, is you, I didn't make no trouble for Israel. You and your father's family did this. In other words, you're trying to project onto me what it is that you're doing. 
you're sloppy, so you're trying to say I'm sloppy. You're a bad follower, so you're trying to say I'm a bad leader. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You're trying to throw you onto me. Has anybody ever been gaslit by anybody? Because they will throw onto you what it is they're actually doing. Got it? Look what it says. You have abandoned the Lord's commands, and you followed after Baals. And I taught you about what that meant. So what happens after verse 18 is there's a showdown. Somebody say a showdown. There's a rumble in the jungle. And the rumble in the jungle goes a little something like this. Look at verse 19. Summon uh, all the people from all of Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel. Somebody thank God for Carmel. What you talking about, Bishop? I'm talking about Carmel and a turtle, a Carmel turtle with pecans. That's going to be my after fast treat to myself this afternoon. The Lord summoned them to Mount Carmel Turtle, listen, and said, have one. You've been doing good, son. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Verse 18. I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You've abandoned the Lord's command and you follow Baals. So the man of God's job was to say, hey, get back on track. But instead, Ahab, because he's a trick and he's married to a trick, they're now trying to play tricks with God's man. Stay with me. Verse 19. Summon all the people from all of Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel. Bring 450 prophets of Baal. If I listen to this next part. And 400 prophets of Asherah. For years, you read that and only saw the 450. You didn't see the other 400, meaning there were 850 false prophets coming against one man. For some of you, if I listen to me, you have always faced insurmountable obstacles because God needed to show something to you about you that eight, it took 850 of them to deal with one of him. What you trying to tell me, Bishop? I need you not to be scared when it's a whole lot of them against one of you because, baby, it's about to be a showdown. And at my showdown, you about to go down. Lift up your voices and say, it's about to be a showdown. There was not just 450 false prophets. There was 850 false prophets that come against Elijah on this day. But check this out. Who summoned them? Elijah did. When you said this is going to be my best year, you summoned some Jezebels. You didn't know that to get to your other side and to get to your next, that, that what you were inadvertently doing as an unintended consequence is calling some opposition. That's why you got to be careful who you pray with to make sure they're not trying to pray on you. P-R-E-Y versus P-R-A-Y. Some of the people over all of Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring me 450 prophets of Baal and 400 uh, uh, prophets of Asherah. How many? 850. Who summoned them? Elijah did. Why? Because there's about to be a showdown. You about to see God do his biggest thing. And he says, I'll do it in front of your enemies. I'll do it in front of your opposition. In fact, I made the opposition so big. So the only explanation you'd be able to say is it wasn't by might. It wasn't by power. But it was by his spirit. I need you to say, God's the reason I'm winning. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean in 915. Say, God's the reason I'm winning. So look. Look what they eat. I need you to look at this. Who eat at Jezebel's table. There it go. There it go. There it go. There it go. Her table is filled with falsehood. 
How do you know a Jezebel? They surround themselves with people that lie to make her feel good. A Jezebel is surrounded by people that when she's wrong, they tell her, no, you weren't. Oh, come here, come here, come here, come here. Oh, he didn't have to say, oh, come here. Oh, are you going through a rough time? Oh, come here. She surrounds herself with skeezers, liars, heartbreakers, deceivers. Everybody at her table is full of crap. I got a fifth Sunday. It's next Sunday. You should really come to church then. But for today. But listen, you ever met somebody that everybody around them is full of mess? Her table is full of false prophets. Oh, Jezebel, how beautiful you are. Oh, Jezebel, I know what Elijah said. I know what the man of God said, but what you want to do? I know what the word says, Jezebel. Well, y'all are quiet right here through here, but what do you want to do? You have to be careful. You don't fill your table with people who justify your rebellion. Well, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. You better be careful because Jesse's about to snatch you out. It's quiet right through here. All right, let's go further. Can we go deeper? Verse 40. So in between, I skip right a whole lot of verses, right? From 19 to 40. Like, Bishop, how you do that? How you do that? Yeah. Listen. <laughs> if I listen, so there's this showdown. So Elijah calls all these punks down. Um, um, God, should I say that? Um, Jezebel calls all these, uh, 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 they call all these punks down. These punks come down to meet with Elijah. Um, as they meet with Elijah, Elijah says to the people of Israel, he says, listen, let me tell you something. He said, God's had enough of this. He says, you need to pick. Either you're going to be for God or not. Either you're going to serve right or not. Either you're going to give God your all or not. Because you seem to think that he can't do it without you. And every now and then, God will raise somebody up to teach you. When I say jump, you respond, ha ha. So he's, it's a showdown. So, so he, says, he says, listen, to all you false prophets, he says, you sacrifice to your God. And if he answers, we're going to serve him. You sacrifice to your relationship. And if it fixes your depression, you serve that. You didn't hear what I just said. You sacrifice to you putting your kids first. And if that fixes your financial problems, serve that. You're missing the principle. He said, whatever you make more important than God, sacrifice to that. And if that answers you, make that your God. You missed that. You sacrifice to your job since your job is more important than your God. Sacrifice to that. And if that fixes your life, serve that. This is too heavy for a Sunday morning. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. He said, but, but we're going to sacrifice to God. And the one that answers, that's the one we're going to serve. So what did they do? They started doing their normal thing. They built their altar to their Baal and their Asherah. I taught you in the last message 
that that means one, their lords, things they made their lord, things they made their ruler, and then Asherah, that means their progress. He said, you sacrifice to all of what you think is more important than God. We're going to sacrifice to the God that gave that to you. Remember the book of Judges? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? He says, you're worshiping what he gave you. I'm worshiping the giver. I need you to lift one of your hands and say, I worship the giver. Say, not what he gave me. Who can say, God, I realize everything I got in my life, you gave it to me, and I refuse to worship. I'm not worshiping my money, my job, my wife, my husband, my children. I refuse to worship anything that you get. Everything that I have. Somebody holler, the Lord gave it to me. Check it out. So Elijah builds this, builds this uh, counter protest. And Elijah, he says, okay, they build this altar. He rebuilds this broken altar. They had, everybody listen, they were so wrapped up with Jezebel that the altar to God was broken. It was dilapidated. It was let down. Bishop, make that practical for me. They maybe hopped on prayer once or twice a quarter. They maybe got the word once or twice, and then they only tuned in for a little bit, then went to go making a little grit sandwich, making a little hot link sandwich. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Uh-huh, ma'am, put the hot link down. Sir, put the grits back on the stove. They had, the altar was broke down. You ever seen, you ever driven by a house where it had a broke down car in the front? Anybody, you never done? Okay, listen, listen, it had a broke down car in the front. That car been sitting there since 1984. And when you, everybody listen, and when you ask the owner, what you gonna do with that car? Man, that car just need fixing. It just need new carburetor, new carburetor. We haven't graduated to fuel injection. Listen, I don't know cars, but I know that. What does it mean? It's broken down, everybody listen, with no plan to fix it. Disconnected spiritually with no plan to fix it. You know you're serious when you make a plan to fix what you can see is broke. Let that be a lesson. Don't let anybody ever tell you I want to make things right with you and you gave them an opportunity to make a plan to make it right and they didn't make it right. It ain't serious to you. So since it ain't serious to you, it ain't serious to me either. This is heavy preaching for a Sunday morning. So Elijah, Elijah builds this, builds, rebuilds the altar and he stacks the wood high and then the Lord says, put some water on it. Check this out. Make the wood wet. Uh-uh. Make the wood wet. Uh-uh. You'll catch it in a minute. Be- because I'm going to answer by fire. And I don't want them saying you took a match and did this. I don't want them saying you just trying to do that because you're trying to run somebody. No, 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 no. I need them to know that I'm the God that answers by fire. And for some of you, I need to let your fruit speak for you instead of your words. You've been trying to convince people, do this and this and this and that, and they ain't listening. I mean to tell you, he's the God that answers by fire, which means he going to show you better than he can. I can tell you he's about to do something big, but guess what? You're about to see me walking in. Somebody say he answers by fire. That means he answers by demonstration. He answers by showing you. So they, they put water all over the altar, and... They're over there, and they're calling out to their bells and their asterisks. 
And so as they're calling out, they're like, they're hollering and screaming. And, and watch me. And guess what they begin to do? They start dancing around the altar. <laughs> they're partying like God ain't paying attention. They are celebrating. Everybody listen to me. They're idle. They are celebrating their own progress. They're celebrating what they've made their Lord. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Let's make it contextually relevant for the day. They're having a Zoom celebration for something God ain't had his hand on in years. They're dancing. They're celebrating. And they're crying out, but guess what? Their God's not answering. So I like Elijah because Elijah's like me. Elijah's petty. Don't judge me. You are too. <laughs> we all got a little bit of it in us. What do you mean by petty? Not, not like, not, not, not like you're minuscule in your thinking. You just like to make sure that everybody know the point. So Elijah's like, y'all dancing and hollering and screaming. He was like, your God's not answering. Maybe he's taking a nap. But my God never sleeps nor slumbers. He said, maybe you should holler louder because your God's not responding. When I shout, things come into order. When you shout, ain't nothing. I dare somebody to do what Elijah did and put a shout in this atmosphere and call the rest of your week in order. One, two, three, go, 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 go. Hey. Somebody say, order, come here. So listen. So then, if I listen, if I listen, let me show you something. Then watch how you know, watch how you know he's not on the throne of your life. You ready for this? They start cutting themselves. Suicide shows up. Self-mutilation shows up. Self-destruction shows up. What does that mean? You make decisions that are just the same equivalent as you trying to jump off the bridge because you, watch me, because you're talking to somebody that you already know you ain't got no business talking to. What are you trying to say? Is that it's easy to look at people who have literally tried suicide and say, ooh, this is about you. Mm, catch the principle. It's self-destructive behavior, which means you're trying to cut yourself to do what? To bleed out. What is life? Life comes through the blood, which means you are literally doing things that are draining you of life. In the name of who's on your throne. Whenever that stuff shows up, that means you put somebody else on this throne. And I rebuke in the name of Jesus, self-deprecating thoughts, suicidal thoughts. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Mutilation, self-destructive behavior. I need you to make this declaration. Say, I rebuke it and renounce it. You ain't going to cut off your lifeline. You ain't going to cut off your supply. You they start cutting themselves. And then they take the blood of themselves. Their children. God, if I had time. They start sacrificing their children on the altar of their idol. Which means they tear their family up to keep the marriage. Y'all ain't gonna talk. They tear their kids up to keep the friend. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. They tear it up and they put that blood all over the altar. And there's no response. Elijah says, wow, you've been paying all this attention to this false God who can't even answer you. And you let the altar to the God you love, you say, fall to the ground. 
It is possible to be a Christian, watch me, atheist. What do you mean? Because you're saved, but you live like you're not. I know this is heavy for a Sunday, but I need us all to lay our hands on ourselves and say, Lord, I need your grace. I need your mercy. 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 Watch. So then Elijah cries out and he says, God, you didn't seen this mess. He said, I need you to show them who's God. And for some of you, watch me. Please listen to me. Between now and the end of this year, your demonstration will be far greater than any of your conversation. You can sit there and look at me like that if you want to, or you can realize 1 Samuel 3, 19, that these words shall not fall to the ground. God's demonstration between now and December 31st, 2020, his demonstration is going to be greater than any conversation you've ever had. Shout yes, Lord. Because Elijah cries out, and then there's this demonstration. Say demonstration. Fire comes down from heaven, and it licks up the water. It licks up the water around the, the tubes that went around, if you will, around the altar. Licks up the water off the wood, burns up the wood, burns up the sacrifice so that nothing remains. Because when his fire touches something, it never goes back to being the same. And for some of you, you've let this year steal your fire. You've let your mistakes steal your fire. You've let your failure steal your fire. But I just dare somebody that knows God knows how to start one on the inside of you. What does my fire mean? My passion, my joy, my peace, my pursuit. On three, just say, Lord, light my fire. One, two, three. So God answers. And when God answers, check this out. Now we have where the showdown has been amazing. Y'all ready for this? Look at verse 40. So I just gave you approximately 20-something verses for what happened. And they seized them. Who? The false prophets. And Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley. You remember Kishon, don't you, from last week? It means the valley of slaughter. And they slaughtered them there. Listen, listen, listen. It's not enough to just take down the idol. You have to take down who made you think it was okay to worship the idol. Mm, let me spend let me spend a little bit more time there. See, you put something else in God's spot. Somebody made you think that was okay. It's not enough to just take that off. You got to shut the mouth of who made you think that was okay. So that anybody that ever told you, girl, it's all right. You ain't got to do right by God. God knows your heart. That's somebody you need to say, you ain't coming with me into my next 12. I love you, but you ain't coming with me. Why? Because I just found out you a false prophet. You're speaking on behalf of. Now check this out. Now after they slaughtered the false prophet, look at verse 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, I'm getting to Jezebel. And Elijah said to Ahab. Skip to part of the verse. For there is the sound of a heavy rain. Everybody listen. Once they took down the false prophet, the false people saying stuff that wasn't Bible. Just follow your heart. You're a false prophet. Shut up. That's not Bible. I mean, you just got to do, you just got to do you. You've been doing that. 
how that's working for you. Are you catching the point? Everybody listen. The moment they shut down the wrong voices, the rain came. Let me talk over here because they ain't said nothing. The moment you shut down the wrong voices, the rain comes. Maybe you don't understand the significance of the rain. In an agricultural society, the rain meant God's about to water my seed. What I've been sowing is about to start growing. What I've been sowing is about to start growing. What I've been sowing is about to start. For those of us that got some seed in the ground, I need you to say what I've been sowing is about to start growing. Hey, he said, he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. NIV that we're reading from, he says, this is going to be heavy rain. Somebody say, it's going to be heavy rain. Heavy rain means that that water is not going to just hit the surface level. That water is going to go down to some seed I forgot I sowed. You forgot you gave that $10,000. Y'all ain't talking. You forgot you gave that $1,000. You forgot. God says, I'm about to go down to some deep places. And not just money, but the time you sow, the energy you sow, the effort you sow. Somebody say, what I sowed is about to grow. Put this word on and say, big. 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 Listen, listen, listen. So what happens? Elijah just has a major victory. That's major. One man kills these false prophets. He shuts down the voices. Please listen to me. There are voices you have to learn how to shut down in your life. And if you do not shut them down, and listen, for many of you, the voices are hard to shut down because they're voices that have your name. And if you pay attention to your life, right around this time of the year, those voices always pop up. Because the enemy says, watch me, God, I want to preach. If I can sabotage the way they end this year, I'll screw up how they begin the next one. But I prophesy in the name of Jesus that no voice would get you off course, that no voice would get you off out of God's plan, that no voice would get you messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up. You're going to end 2020 strong, and you're going to start 2021 running, 2021 running, 2021 running, 2021 running. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. So there's a major victory. Now listen to this, please. Somebody said the drought was starting to end. Because for the last three years, there was a drought. There was a drought in the land. That drought came because Elijah said, there will be no rain except at my word. The unintended consequence of him calling things in order was that it affected his life. But listen, sometimes when you begin to get things in order, it seems like it gets worse first. Who am I talking to? You, you cannot allow the noise, the shaking, the rattling, the rocking, the shaking. You're bringing order. And when you bring order, at first it looks worse. When you bring order to your thoughts, at first you're like, oh my God. When you bring order to your finances, the first is like, what? When you bring order to your thoughts, when you bring order first, it's, it actually looks worse than what it is. Elijah said, there's not going to be any rain because God's about to bring order to this nation. God's about to bring order. But he didn't know that that was going to affect him. So what happens? He's by a brook drinking water, and then the water dries up. Why? Because there's no rain. 
He didn't anticipate that him calling order to his situation was going to cause some issues for himself. See, some of you, you didn't realize when you started getting your kids in order that it was going to affect how they treated you at first. Y'all, they going to say, and I need you not to punk out and back out. You need to learn how to stand flat-footed and say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So the drought starts to end. Somebody say, no drought in my life. I need you to say that thing like you really mean it. Say, no drought in my life. I need you to say that like you believe God's going to make somebody deposit something in your bank account this week you didn't ask for. Say, no drought in my life. I need you to say that like you know God's about to favor you with something you didn't even ask for. Say, no drought in my life. So look, you ready? Let's go to 1 Kings 19 and 1. I'm going to switch versions on you and go from NIV to New King James because I like the way he words it. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Uh-oh. Because tricks talk to tricks. I can tell you who you are by who's around you. Never be surprised by a person's character when you check their circle. And, Elijah, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, how he executed the prophets with the sword. What does the sword represent in the Bible? The word. Now, literally, I like Elijah, because see, if you're going to be a man of God, you're going to learn how to speak and strike. <laughs> if you're going to be a leader, you're going to have to learn how to speak and strike. There's some things you correct with your voice. There's other things you correct with action. Oh, that's the word. There's some things you can tell certain people. Parents, you know me. So parents, you know what I'm saying. There's sometimes you can talk to your kids, and what you say to them is going to get them in order. And there's sometimes it's going to require a little bit of reinforcement. And some of y'all playing that I don't raise my voice. You better raise it before the popo raise them. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'd rather holler at you and keep you out of hell than let you go through hell because I wouldn't holler at you. Okay, y'all don't like that, but it's Bible. Spetterod, sport a child. That's Bible. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah done, how he executed the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel, everybody listen, what she do? She sent a messenger. I need you to hear me. Because the spirit of Jezebel will never directly come to you. This is too good to me. The spirit of Jezebel is never going to say it to you. She's going to say it to somebody that she says to send to you. Well, can you just tell Bishop? No, I ain't telling him nothing. I found out what spirit you up. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Can you just tell Jackie? Can you just tell Darlene? Can you just tell Shirley? She's passive aggressive. And, 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 and what's the passive aggressive? I'm not talking about, you know, because sometimes you got to send messages, right? You, 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 okay. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about she's sending a message to threaten him by way of somebody else. Say she's passive aggressive. Yes, yeah, she's strong. Watch me behind them texts. She's strong behind them anonymous Yelp posts. Y'all ain't gonna talk. She's strong behind them texts. She's strong behind them emails. But when you see her, she ain't got nothing to say. They wouldn't talk to you about that issue with you through the phone, so they sent you a four-page letter. Baby, this is not an Aaliyah song. I don't want your four-page letter, and I do not need you to enclose it with a kiss. I need you to be grown. Huh. She's passive aggressive. I got to finish. See, if I listen, she sent a messenger. 
See, sent a messenger. You're used to sitting with these false prophets. Why can't you sit with a real one? Because when you're the real thing, the fake don't want to even want to be around you. Let me tell you why they didn't invite you. You the real thing? Let me tell you why they didn't invite you. You the real thing? Let me tell you why they invited everybody else but you. It's because you the real thing. And when I show up, you met a real one. When I sit down, you met a real And I'm not even mad you didn't invite me because, baby, I'm like Coca-Cola. I'm the real thing. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm the real thing. I can preach this spirit because I didn't beat her several times. I can preach her. <laughs> I know this one. I know this one. I know her. Everybody listen. She's passive aggressive. She'll send you an email. You call her and won't, she won't answer. Read the message first. Grow the hell up. Hell is not cussing. It's a Greek word that means Gehenna. Hot trash. So let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as one of them by tomorrow about this time. What did she do? She said, I'm going to kill you, Elijah. She said, by this time tomorrow, I'm going to kill you. Everybody listen. It's not necessarily, see like Ike turned in the back of that, in the back of that uh, ambulance when he's talking to Tina. He said, if you die, I'll kill you. Ike, if she dies, you're going to kill her. Because see, some people, they need you alive. They talk about you, but they need you. They criticize you, but they need you. Let me, let me prove it to you. They talk trash about you until they're going through hell and need you to pray for them. They criticize you coming to church until they need the God you serve to come to their rescue. Mm, 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 mm. They talk about you giving until they need a loan from your overflow. Look, God, <laughs> she threatens him with action, everybody listen, or inaction. Here's what the spirit of Jezebel will do. I'm not doing this. It's your responsibility to do it. Do what you're supposed to do. The spirit of Jezebel will sit in a seat and say, I won't do what the seat requires. I could go there if you let me. It wants to fight to keep a seat, but it don't want to do the work the seat requires. Please say amen, or I'll tell you exactly the person I'm talking about and exactly where he lives. You want to fight to keep a seat, sir, that you don't want to do the work the seat requires. You want to be appreciated for stuff you don't do. You want to be seen and celebrated for stuff that you... She said, I'm going to get you back tomorrow. Everybody listen. So here's how Jezebel works today. She more than likely won't threaten your life. What she'll do is she'll threaten, I'm going to ruin you. <laughs> Who am I talking to? I'm going to tell people about your past. And here's what you need to learn how to do. Take it out their hands. Say, before you do it, let me do it. Hey, Instagram Live, let me tell you, I made some mistakes. I failed. I did this. I did this. I did that. But let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You cannot use my past against a man. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new. You better learn how to take the power from a Jezebel and say, you ain't going to use what I do. You can't use me against me. Here's what a Jezebel will do. Here's what a Jezebel will do. 
She will try to threaten you. She'll try to threaten you with, watch me, from spoof numbers. We got a spoof text the other, the other week, and I said, ooh, God about to get somebody. Yeah. Watch me. She threatens. Spoof, what's that mean? They didn't want to use their real number. So they went on a computer to get a fake number to send you a message. That if you feel so confident about your message, use your real phone number. But watch how she go out. Ooh, because God get her. And I need some of y'all to just chill. Just chill. Just settle down. Because that's what I want to do. This is Jesus speaking to you. This is what he said. Just me. Yeah. For how long? Forever and ever. Ever and ever. Ever and ever. Always. Excuse me. I like New Jack Swing music. I like Guy. I can literally have an altar call right now. <laughs> Everybody listen. Lay your hands and say, chill out. Chill out. Say, God's going to handle that spirit. Say, chill out. Chill out. God's going to handle that spirit. Because look. Cause look at this. Look at this. Look at verse 3. And when he saw that, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Go to the last verse. All right, I'm going to walk over. I'm going to be Bishop Vanna White. To Elijah, saying, go to the next verse. And when he saw, you'll catch it in a minute. Go back to the prior verse. She went to Elijah. The messenger went to Elijah doing what? Saying, what is verse 3? He saw something. Because the spirit of Jezebel will say things that make you see things. They'll say stuff that makes you fearful of what they said. Come on here. They will say things that will create, here it is, false panic. Well, we're going to take you to court. But you were wrong, though. Well, we'll say who. Y'all ain't going. I'm just using examples. Listen. And when he saw that, he, if I listen, he arose, listen to me, and ran for his life. The spirit of Jezebel, please listen to me, will make you run from your assignment. He ran from his life to try to save his life, not realizing he abandoned his assignment. How do you know you're dealing with the spirit of Jezebel? Because you feel like you're on the run. But today, I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I ain't running no more. Say, not from her. And by her, that spirit. Remember, a spirit can be a man or woman. And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So it ain't even a person, it's the spirit in the person. I need you to like look at them and be like, look girl, move. The spirit that's in there, that's what I'm coming for. You don't even realize you're being used by God to show me something about. I'm preaching too hard at this 915. So look, so look. And he went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Here's the next thing the spirit does. She causes you to isolate yourself. So you begin to self-isolate. You begin to self-isolate. You begin to self-isolate. Not because they didn't put up a, 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 an advisory. Even when you could go out, you don't want to go out. Because even being around people makes you feel distrustful. 
You missed that? Did you miss it or did you get it? Say that back. That thing. Look at verse 4. So he went for himself a day's journey into the wilderness. Here's the next thing the spirit does. That you go, watch me, you go a day's journey into the wilderness. What does this mean? You will create a wilderness period in the middle of your best winning. What just happened? He just called fire from heaven. What just happened? You just had your best month ever. What just happened? You just had your biggest breakthrough ever. And right after that, now you're running into a wilderness. It's quiet in this church today. So what happens? He came and sat down. What did he do? He took himself out of the game. I rebuke every one of y'all who think you have the power to sit yourself down. I rebuke you and your thoughts. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, you don't have power to sit yourself down. That means this spirit is trying to come for you. She's a mean girl. So you take yourself out of the game. And there's one thing I tried to do as your shepherd is that no matter what season I have been in, even when I have been contending some stuff, that if I told you what I had to fight against, you would want to go throw down. You'd want to say, Bishop, send me an address and a name and a phone number, and don't ask me no more questions after that, sir. Don't ask me what I did. Just cover all my sins and transgression and iniquity under the book. Will you cover me, man of God? And I'll, I got this. There are days where you have no clue the stuff that happened right behind that door. The issues I have to deal with right behind that door. And one of the things I've always strived to do is your shepherd. I'm not perfect. I'm just trying to give you an example. One of the things I've always strived to do is that no matter what was going on, I stayed on my assignment. I stayed on my assignment. So if everybody says, I can't do it, yes, you can. Lay your hands on yourself and say, don't take yourself out the game. So what happens? She sits down under a broom tree, under a broom tree, or he sits down under a broom tree. Broom, I've taught you before, a broom tree is a juniper tree. A juniper is used to flavor gin, which the Bible tells us without telling us that Elijah, he'd been drank. Everything he does after this, you can blame it on the alcohol. Everybody listen, what does that mean? Is that you start, igni she ignites counterproductive actions. Drinking ain't going to fix your situation, Elijah. But in the moment, you're like, I just need a drink. I wish I had some honest people. Maybe it ain't drinking, but it's smoking. Maybe it ain't smoking, but it's pointing. Maybe it ain't pointing, but it's sexy. Maybe it ain't sexy, but it's cussing everybody out. You be cussing folk out that don't even deserve a cussing. I mean, you, 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 you go to the store, and you get that lady hell across the counter, and she ain't done nothing to you. It's counterproductive. So you, you're trying to get your finances in order. You go have retail therapy buying 15 pairs of black pumps. You literally don't need any more. But those are patent leather and these are flat and I can wear them to church and I'm going And those got a pattern on them. What they got on them? A pattern on them. I'm adding the syllables on purpose. I got to finish. Are y'all still here? Watch, me, watch what he does. Watch what he does. And he prayed. Somebody say he prayed. Listen to this. Now, he's a man of God just called fire down from heaven. And he prays. And I want you to see what happens as he prays. He prays to die. Which means 
this spirit ignites thoughts of suicide, depression, and crazy prayers. You start praying crazy stuff. Stuff that when you look back on what you pray, you're like, wait a minute. Who can thank God that when he knew you were in one of your crates, he heard you, but he was like, I ain't doing that. He heard you, but I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not giving her what she asked for. I'm not giving. They were going, they were insane at that moment. I'm not giving them what they asked for because what they asked for was crazy. Are you still here? Are you still here? So, so, so look at this, look at this, look at this. And he said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life. I'm no better than my father's. Here's what this spirit does. It makes you feel like failure is final. This spirit makes you feel like failure is final. Like this is it. Y'all remember Red Fox? It's the big one. You lost $200 in a deal and you're like. You lost a little Bitcoin and now you. You, you lost a friend, which, by the way, you can never lose a friend. You only discovered an enemy. All right. Y'all don't like that. Can I finish this? So here's the next thing the Spirit does. It makes you ignore your progress. Because he just called fire from heaven, and now he's ignoring it. He says, I ain't no better than my father. Dude, you just called fire from heaven a couple days ago. Dude, you just took, you by yourself took a sword and killed hundreds of, which means God wouldn't even let them fight you. Because see, you had to go one at a time, this old school fighting, this ain't this new school where, you know, he was able to kick around and do all this here. This ain't, this ain't Mortal Kombat. He wasn't able to send no lightning and stuff. There. He wasn't raiding. He wasn't scorpion, do no little. <laughs> That's only my motor combat people. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. I, I don't want to be speaking in crazy tongues. Listen. If I look at me, if I look at me, if I look at me. But you forgot about that. You forgot that you have built what nobody else, Elijah, in your whole city has built. And you did it in time that they couldn't do it in. You're going to catch it in a minute. You forgot that you have done what nobody in your whole bloodline has done. And this spirit got you forgetting your progress. I need you to open your mouth and say, I won't forget my progress. So here it is. She's crafty. First mm. Kings 21 and 8. I got to fit this because I'm out of time. She wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal. What's that mean? She out of order? You the queen, you get spoken for, you don't speak for. Interestingly enough, in the year 2006, six the number of man, they discovered that Jezebel had her own seal that she would sign documents with. She was never supposed to have her own, which means that Jezebel always fights to be seen. Because the name Jezebel means not exalted, so she spends her life being exalted. See me, look at me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. And some of you got to be careful that your daddy issues don't turn you into a Jezzy. Because since your daddy didn't give you attention, now you walk around to everybody. Give me some attention. Give me some attention. Look at me. Pay attention to me. Celebrate me. Appreciate me. When you need to learn how to encourage yours. Look. So basically, there's this one day. I got to finish this. God, can I finish it? I'm way over time. So, so basically what happens is there's this guy named Naboth. Naboth has this field. 
Uh, Ahab wants the field. Naboth says, no, nah, I don't want to sell the field. I don't want to sell. I want to keep the field. Uh, Ahab comes home sad. And he comes home, and Jezebel's like, what's wrong with you? And Naboth didn't want to give me the field and all of that. And she's like, I thought you were the king. I, you're supposed to be the king. You're the one got power. She said, look, I'm going to get you this field. A Jezebel, everybody listen to me, will make you feel like they're fighting for you when really they are leading you astray. Oh, my God. Because in that moment, I bet you he thought, that's my wife. My wife got my back. No, sir. Your wife should have told you, sir, son, or, 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 or husband, don't you be sad. Don't you be downtrodden. And listen, you the king. Go plant you your own garden. Matter of fact, go, go get some property over there and get you your own. You got to be careful because some of you, you got to be careful that you don't let people around you who promise that they're fighting for you, they are really leading you astray. So what ends up happening? So she sets up two men to lie on the boat. She calls a dinner, and she sets up two guys to falsely accuse the boat. And two men, scoundrels, came in and sat before him, and the scoundrels witnessed against him, against the boat, in the presence of the people, saying, the boat has blasphemed God and the king. They took him outside the city, and they stoned him with stones so that he died. Everybody listen. Here's what the spirit of Jezebel does. She will set up false witnesses to kill your influence. Here's what she does. Didn't you get hurt, too? Mm. Didn't they do you wrong, too? Mm. Didn't this happen to? Mm. Then they bring them false witnesses out to try to kill your influence. But I pray protection for your name. Come on, church. I pray protection for your name. I pray protection for your reputation. I pray protection for your bloodline. I pray protection. I pray that your name would stay scandal-free. I pray that your name would stay out of mess. I pray that your name would stay out of drama. I pray that no false witness would kill your influence. We shut down every false witness that's been trying to lie on you, lie on me, lie on our church. We shut the false witness is down in Jesus name open your mouth and say shut it down God let me finish oh my God let me finish so look so skip down skip down that's verse 13 of 1 Kings 21 God I thought I was going to be done 15 minutes ago look look at verse 25 so he gets the feel she comes back home and says look what you do she comes back home and say come here there go your feel In other words, in other words, here's what she's saying to him. Don't you get it twisted, Ahab. I run this house. She distorts the power structure. She distorts the order. Don't get it twisted. That's my call we in. Don't get it twisted. That's my money. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Whatever the order is, she distorts. I know you the boss, but I'm. I know you're the pastor, but I, I know you're the leader, but I, she distorts the power structure. Everybody listen to this. I got to quit. Is this helping anybody? But there was no one like Ahab, listen to me, who had sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Everybody, please listen to the next part of the verse. Why was he so wicked? Because his wife stirred him up. She's supposed to help, not stir. Let's take it out of marriage. Let's put it in friendship. They didn't soothe, they stirred. 
they didn't try to calm down. They riled up. They didn't say, let's follow the word. They said, let's go lay them hands. But not spiritual hands. You're going to catch it in a minute. You're going to catch it in a minute. Who around you? Everybody listen. This spirit, the Bible says it made Ahab evil. The Bible says ain't never been a more sorry king than him. Why? Because this spirit, please listen to this next part, it hijacks who has access to you. What does she do to get to Elijah? A messenger. Catch the principle. She's got access to Ahab. Let me tell you where your attacks are coming from. Not out there. You need to look at who's sitting at your table. Y'all don't like what I've said today. You need to look at who you on the phone with. You need to look at who you text him. You need to look at your Facebook. Some of you need to just do a purge and say, you know what? My only friend is the church on Facebook. What am I trying to say principally? I'm not saying necessarily do that. What I'm saying principally is this. She hijacks who has access to you. So when the spirit knows it can't get you, it sends somebody around you. I can't get Jesus, but I'll get Judas, though. You are proving you're too much of a threat already. So I can't get you, so I get somebody next to you. I get somebody around you. I get somebody you wouldn't suspect. Come on, y'all. And I get them to get to you because they stir you up. They rile you up. They reinforce your crazy talk. Rather than saying, get in there and go get that right. I would just give up. That's what I would do. You would. You ain't got nothing, Trick. What you got, you married into. You ain't got nothing, Jezebel. What you got, y'all ain't going, this is too hard for a Sunday. Excuse me, I apologize. She hijacks who has access to you. And can I finish this? 2 Kings 9 and 30. Now notice, we read about her in 1 Kings. Everybody look at me. Elijah gets called up into heaven in 2 Kings chapter 2 alive. He returns later on in the Gospels as John the Baptist. Because his spirit, watch me, was the only spirit that could contend with her. And I pray that you would have the tenacity of an Elijah. That wherever this spirit's been trying to work in your life, you would contend against it and you would be victorious. Come on, y'all. I pray that you would contend against this spirit and you would be victorious. Somebody say, I will contend and I will win. Listen. Listen, I got to finish. You hear? 2 Kings 9 and 30. So when did Elijah get caught up? 2 Kings 2. How many chapters later? Seven. It's not Elijah that deals with her. It's one of Elisha's guys that deals with her. Elisha was the spiritual son of Elijah. Let me see if I can say it another way. I need you not to let this spirit stop you. Because you're going to give birth to something that's going to be what takes it down. Uh It's trying to stop your business plan. Because your business plan is going to be what knocks it down. I I just need you to catch the principle. There's something you're about to do that's about to shut this thing down. Say, I won't stop. 
Say, we won't stop until we win. Now, when Jehu had came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. So she's still sitting in the palace. Je watch me. And she put on paint on her eyes and adorned her head and looked through a window. If I listen to the last thing about this spirit, the spirit of Jezebel cares more about how it looks than how it really is. The spirit of Jezebel wants great social media posts for substance that don't exist. The spirit of Jezebel wants to pretend like it's something that's not really going on. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. The, the spirit of Jezebel says, let me put some paint on this pig. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. The spirit of Jezebel says, let me dress this mess up. And the Bible says, if I had time to teach, can I? Can I? No, I'll just have to go in depth at the 1115. But if I, if I hear a shout, I'll, I'll say it. If I hear a shout, I'll say it. All right? So listen. So listen. So listen what happens. Jehu Nim, that's one of Elisha's guys. Hmm. Which means you need some people around you that can help handle. I pray your help show up today. 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 That same window she's looking out of, if you keep reading the Bible, they throw her out the window. But I need you to listen to me. And I'll have to finish this. I really will have to 11.15 because I got less than two minutes. We got to start this 11.15. Got another group. We got to cycle in. If I listen, if I listen, they throw her out the window. She's laying on the ground. Please listen to me. Dogs come. And begin to snatch her apart and lick up her blood. Which means the body is never disposed of. So her spirit can live forever. Uh-uh, this is too deep apparently for some of y'all. What takes her spirit? A dog. Can, okay. The dogs take her spirit. And if you read in Revelation, she's still causing hell. The Bible says you allow that woman Jezebel. How's she still alive 4,000 years later? Because she rode in on a dog. God, I want to say it a certain way, but I can't say it that way. So let me say it another way. Proverbs says, like a fool returns to their folly. A dog returns to their vomit. How you know the spirit of Jezebel? Different day, same situation. Different day, same disloyalty. Different day, same excuses. Different day, same mess. But today, somebody say, I will contend and I will win. Did this word help anybody put a praise on the end of it? I got to go. Wow. Whoa. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. 
Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.